Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Now on to Dolphins defeating the Sharks 36 to 16. Wow. I just can I cannot believe it. I it just I feel like we've given Dolphins their due this year. Especially, you know, even Timmy, for example, and Guru were both a bit like, oh, I don't know how they're going. Timmy especially. Then they came out in the first couple of rounds. <laughs> but then they came out and you said, you know what? I was wrong, got it wrong. And so we all kind of got on the same bandwagon, I guess, of like, fuck, how wrong were we about the, the Dolphins? Like, although they were going so well that we were thinking, you know, they're probably 10th, 11th or 12th even, they get hit by injury. I think we all agree we're a bit like, whoa, now, now's the time that we're going to see that pre-predicted, yeah, their best 17 is good, but when they get hit by injury, that's when, when they're going to struggle. But at every turn... Every time we say, maybe this is going to be the time they struggle, they just turn up and go, nah, totally fine. We've got a 18, 19-year-old, seven ladies around. We've got Cody Nikorima, who is, you know, basically in a position where might not even be in their top 17, who's playing some really good footy. Like, I think he's been playing really good for the Dolphins, especially the last two weeks. I just cannot believe that they continue to defy all odds and although I still think they may not make the eight, it's getting harder and harder and harder to say they won't make the eight. I said it last week. I didn't think they'd win this game against the Sharks. But I said last week, fuck, is anyone going to be shocked if they are a top eight team? And uh, if we do get the end of the year and they've managed to hang in there and they finish six, seven, eight, I'm not surprised anymore. I'm getting so close to that, Guru. I'm getting so close to going. But, mate, they led 30-10 to 10 in this game against the Cronulla Sharks. You said last week you got them as Premiership Smokies. So do I. I assume you'd have them in your top four or so. At the start of the year, the Sharkies were definitely Premiership contenders. Sure. Yeah. So 30-10, to 10, and then people are like, oh, okay, they went quiet in the second half. The second half was 6-all against the Cronulla Sharks. It is Sharks amazing. are full strength, or close to full strength. Mm. 
Dolphins are missing <laughs> their first choice halfback. Mm. We've got a teenager playing 5'8", who we said before, playing halfback, who we said before is on his third halves pairing. Tafare, pluck him out of absolutely nowhere. What a beast, Tafare. What a monster. What a monster of a game too, because when uh, Mortalo <laughs> stood him up at the start of the game, I'm going, uh-oh. Yep. He's big, but that's the thing. When you're that big... In the NRL, you give if you don't have an extra meter of pace, <laughs> you will just get torched every time. And I'm thinking, oh no, this game is going to be. It might be brutal for Tafade. Uh No, it wasn't. It was brutal for the other team on Tafade. That first try that he scored, oh, you know, I know it's. I'm not saying it's like it in career, but it reminded me of a barnstorming Mamaninga. I said it. I'm not saying that he is going to be Mamaninga at all, but. It really was reminiscent of the way he used to just fucking steamroll people. Yeah, yeah. and he, uh, he's such a talented guy. I loved on that play too. Isaiah Cartel, the ball that he threw, he showed under and he turned his body and flicked it the other way. Just, I just <coughs> love what the Dolphins are doing at the moment. And, you know, obviously Tim copped a lot of shit at the start of the year for what he said, but fuck, I felt exactly the same way. I just wasn't as vocal about it, thank God. Everyone, <laughs> the thing is, is like, so many carry-ons coming out of the woodwork pretending like they knew that this is yeah. what the Dolphins going to do. Get fucked with that. <laughs> there might be a, a small amount, 100%. For example, there was a player in their team that literally wanted to bet me $1,000 that they'd make the eight. So there is people for sure that, that were seeing things in the Dolphins that we weren't seeing. But if you are just a, like, stop pretending. 90% of the like fan base or 80% of the rugby league fan base thought they'd be bottom four for sure. It, like, I just, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. And pe- Yeah, and people say to me, like, yeah, but Wayne Bennett's the coach. Go, Fuck, he was the coach then. I know he's the coach. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. you look at the team, I just, I couldn't see how they could compete. And, you know, I, I think Sean O'Sullivan is the best example. When they signed Sean O'Sullivan to be the halfback, I went, he's not up to being a franchise starting halfback. He then played the first few games. I went, okay, I was wrong. Sean O'Sullivan is. He got injured, and I said the Dolphins are going to struggle without Sean O'Sullivan. <coughs> I, does Sean O'Sullivan walk straight back into the side? Oh, well, Matt, potentially not at the moment. I mean, I, I think you'd put him there, but I don't think it's just a like, yep, 100%. He, they're desperate for him back. This, this team is nothing without Sean O'Sullivan. It's just amazing. And to think if you lined up Sean O'Sullivan, Katoa, Anthony Milford um, and Nick Arima at the start of the season and said, you know, who's going to probably be the most influential one, I reckon a lot of people would have gone, probably Milford under Bennett. <laughs> I would say he's fourth in line. Well, he is fourth he in definitely, line. Definitely, yeah. He's definitely fourth in line. Yeah. I had to throw in a little cheeky same game multi before this and everything read to me like saying really high on the Sharks this year. I think they're genuine premiership contenders. So everything red with a big Sharkies win, I'm like, don't do it. I'm like, just don't put the bet on. Because every time you go to say or do something against the Finns, you get proved wrong. Yeah. So it's held off. I'm like, don't do it. The other thing that tied into it as well was them, the Finns getting up for big games. Or like, mm. you know, milestone games. Start of the year with first game in the NRL, then first game at Redcliffe, first away game. Even the, the first Brizzy Derby <laughs> against the Broncos were unbelievable in that. They just keep it. Wayne Bennett's 900th. Mm. What's such a large part of their success, Wayne Bennett getting them up, as if they were going to get up for Wayne's 900th game in the NRL. Mm. There's a lot of hype around it. Thank God to save himself five Yeah, I was, I was confident of a Sharks win. Like, <clears throat> it was almost my sure thing of the week. I, I just thought that they had way too much firepower as long as they completed it over, like, 75%. And, look, I know they completed terribly, like, but... 
that still doesn't excuse it. Like, I thought the Sharks were just going to have way too much firepower. One of my favourite moments of Saturday night outside of the Matty Johns hour uh, was I was <laughs> at I was at the Caxton downstairs. I was with you and I was just about to leave. It was probably 2am or something. And these two girls tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around and I said, oh, hi, Guru. Blah, blah, introduced themselves. I said, hey, how are you? They said, we're, we're actually Finn Diesel's sisters. Oh, no Because I was so drunk, I, I went, what the fuck is a Finn Diesel? <laughs> I go, Finn Diesel. And I went, oh, Felice. They went, yeah. I was like, that's unreal that you introduce yourself. As Finn Diesel's Not sisters. as Felice's yeah. sisters. Finn Diesel. So shout out, girls. They, they watch Bloke. That is so good, Finn Diesel. It's all about family, Fast and Furious, baby. How good. It's all unreal. about family. Finn Diesel's all about family. That is so good. What a what I love as well about the Dolphins is it's giving guys like Kofusi... Jared Wallace, these guys that have played Origin to go, you know, hang on a sec, these, these blokes, they can play. And, and if you ask the average footy fan, what, I don't know, 12 months ago, Kafusi's too old, Jared Wallace can't even make the Titans. Now have a look at him. And you know what? I think Felice is a classic example that if he would have retired at Melbourne with two, three comps, whatever it is, people would have said... He's a system player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've been saying it for a long time, and all the players echo it, that he's one of the best defensive players in this competition. I think people forget at times that's 50% of the game. And he's shown up there at the Dolphins just how important he is. And I think it's elevated him to, regardless of what happens with the Dolphins over the next two years or however longer his career has to go, he's elevated himself to another level, which he always deserved. Yeah, because he's in all the Australian sides, all the Queensland sides, but this is almost like the cherry on top that goes, oh, hang on a sec, he's more than just a storm system kind of player. Yes, they played a big role in it, but we got one of the best. Like, yeah, so good. I say... uh, when players stand out in sides going very poorly and it was like Reese Walsh standing out at the Warriors, what could he do if he goes to a stronger club like that season? Mm. Uh, AJ Brimson is one that comes up all the time as well. Tough years at the Tides, but he always kills it. It's a reverse effect. Mm. You go from a gun club, <coughs> how would they go at a weaker club? And Felice Cafusi goes there, it's like, mm, he's still a star. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, how good is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh. All the little things he does that weren't getting appreciated because he was surrounded by Billy Slater, Cooper Cron, Cameron Smith, G.I., you know, Falau, whoever it was at the time. I don't know, he might have debuted after some yeah. of them, but you know what I'm saying, like this superstar. And it's the leadership things. It's the things that in Melbourne, they didn't need him to come out and whack the living shit out of the alpha on the other side of the field. They didn't need it. But at the Dolphins, he's more than happy to take that on board and lead by example, which I love to see. Well, guys, you- they did this without Jesse Bromwich. Yeah. Yeah. They did this without their cup. <laughs> and? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lucky yeah. Nichols. <laughs> Please. Nearly been a top try scorer this year. The disrespect. They did. I did not think that's what he meant by that. Neither did all. I. I thought you meant Sean <laughs> yeah. O'Sullivan, if I'm being honest. Oh. <laughs> the disrespect to Marky Nichols. I apologise, Marky Nichols. I apologise, yeah. sir. Um, like, you know, Pawasa Fa'a. Is it Sui? Farmasili. Farmasili. Yeah. Like... I haven't heard of him that much. I don't know. Like, it's not like he's a young gun coming in. Comes in, does the job. Does the job. Like opens the match for him, sets the platform, and there you go. You get 30 points in the first half. I feel like I've been waiting a decade now for Herman SASA to be <laughs> who I think he can yeah. be. Yeah. It's, what's, what's it been? Four, maybe five clubs now where I watch his first yeah. game and go, fuck, this is it. Herman's yeah, going to yeah. go well here. God, I hope the Dolphins is it because he is so talented. He's him, got so much to offer. Him and uh, Wallace off the bench 
they're just the impact they bring both of them like all together so they're two offloads each um plus they both ran for over 100 meters uh 15 runs for wallace 13 runs for um herman sasa like what a good balance bench yeah. like to come off and both impact <laughs> like that uh yeah mate it is just so good to watch and as i said if you if you go all right you start a season you go roster isn't that good on paper but passion will get them up for the first couple of games yeah then the next excuse was yeah but injuries will you know the passion will fade off injuries will get them oh yeah but then if they have any injuries in the halves that'll get them at every at every turn at every turn they just turn up and get it done it is amazing it's so good to watch um now individually <clears throat> as i said balance to fight that first try talk about setting yourself like what an entrance into rugby league what an entrance into the nrl and it's funny wayne said after the match that basically paraphrasing but he basically said he's a big game player and i just knew he would step towards the moment and as i said earlier when he got in and away by mulatalo and it seemed way too easy i'm going oh this guy's in for a long night every ball and he just said nah no way and that's what he did in his first game. Imagine when he gets some match fitness in NRL. <sighs> and like, that's his debut Magic Round in front of a packed stadium against a top four side. To put on a performance like that. And you've got to remember, like, this guy's only been playing league for two years. He's mm. new to the game. They got him from Rugby Union. He, he played for the, Dol- for the Redcliffe Dolphins last year in the Queensland Cup out of nowhere. Yeah. And he played well, but he didn't play a heap of games. I think he might have played 10 or 12 games. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing game 21, 22 of league. Mm. Well, you, when you look at his stats, one of the really key things that I think stands out that a lot of people won't talk about, he made 20 tackles. So they were not not going at him. They absolutely were choosing to go at him. So 20 tackles, three misses. But here's the key stat that I think is um, just really phenomenal. Five one-on-one tackles. Five one-on-one tackles and 20 tackles at centre. So he was tested. He didn't go out there and just get this lucky yeah. debut where no one's coming at him. And this was a guy that got traffic sent his way. Yes, he started off struggled with the pace in regards to Mulatalo. But outside of that, you know, that's a good debut. And without knowing exactly who he made those one-on-one tackles with, he was directly marking Sifa Talakai. Yeah. You can tackle Sifa once one-on-one. Yeah. You deserve a medal. Well, the Sharkies have got comfortably the best attack in the competition this season. On points. 28.1. Bronx in second, 26.6. Dolphins. Double check this, but Dolphins, 24.8. Yeah. Third. <clears throat> and so with Valence Tafade, I'm sure there are glass half empty saying, yeah, well, there was some try scored down his edge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're not, we're not sitting here <clears throat> saying he's the ready-made product or... He's, uh, you know, he's already at this top-tier level. What we're saying is, is that they specifically went down his edge. He made his tackles. He did his job. Yes, there are areas of his games that will improve with time. But for a debut to do what he did in a big moment like that, mm. it's a great well, debut. We sit there and talk about the, the Finns and Wayne Bennett coach sides, how mm. they love getting into the dogfight, get you in the grind, they'll mm. win low, they'll win ugly. The Dolphins are the third best attack in the NRL on points scored. It's crazy. It's amazing. Amazing. It's so good to watch. So congratulations to the Fado. As I said, there's parts of his game that, you know, will improve. He's still got so much to learn. He's still early in his rugby league career. But in two or three years, if he keeps his head down and bum up and keeps working, oh, my God. 
You know what else I love about him, and it was something I noticed in the preseason that stood out to me straight away. I don't know, I don't know the bloke from Barrasso, but what I noticed at the start of the season, they had a lot of they a lot of their social media stuff. Their first like one of their first preseason training, the they bus? gave him the microphone. It was on the bus when he was yep. yeah. Tell me a world <laughs> where your old Broncos team would have given a reserve grader who had come from New Zealand the year before, had come from rugby union the year before, and said, "Hey, go and talk to all, go and talk to Jesse Bromwich, go and talk to Fleece Quizzy. He must be a proper locker room yep. guy that has been infectious from mm. day one. The only world where that happens into the Broncos is if they say, "Yeah, yeah, here's here's the mic, here's the camera." And then they pretend like they're actually going to post it, but they're taking the piss out of him and they're like, bro, we're not posting that, you loser. What the fuck did you think? <laughs> it's like the funny story with... Campy, uh, did this happen to you? No. Well, Gerard, for example, what they did was with Gerard, so when Gerard got told that he made Origin, we're all sitting around him and we're like, mate, you're in Origin. Like Hodjo's going, because Hodjo was the first time telling him, you have made Origin. And he's like, fuck off, fuck off. Yeah, whatever, whatever. And we'll... And so outside looking in, you'd be like, that's weird. Like, he's really vehemently denying that he's made Origin. But it's because the year before, around Australian Tide, they literally made a fake memo up <laughs> and gave him one saying that he'd made the Australian Tide. And he was like, oh, I've made the Australian Tide. Rah, rah. And he said from, he was scarred from that moment. So that's why he didn't believe that he'd made the Queensland side because the boys had already stitched him up. It was brutal back in those days. You know, it's insane to me. Like he said on the weekend that in the weeks leading up to the fake memo, he was playing well enough to be in the conversation. Yeah. He was playing. Like it wasn't like it was completely out of the blue. It was believable. Like that they, was- Mate, Broncos in, back in the day was brutal. Ruthless. Like so brutal because it was just about weaning out the weak, weaning out the guys that couldn't cop it. It's, it got so bad. I'm pretty sure like, as the generations went on, like maybe around 2013 or whatever, that like coaching staff had to go, guys, you need to – this um, history of the way how brutal it is needs to change. And so that's how bad it was. Speaking of, has Drell, anyone cited him, heard from him from the weekend? Is oh, he still, still functioning? What a <laughs> – He's a goer, let's put it that <laughs> way, a and a stayer. <laughs> he said to me, I think it was Friday at about one o'clock, I, I had some um, guru hats that I gave out when we had the bloke thing, and he goes, what are they? And I go, he goes, I love a court hat. Can I put it on? I went, yeah, sure. And I was thinking, oh, he'll wear this for half an hour. I saw him on Sunday morning waltzing around. <laughs> still. He, hadn't got, he, hadn't, he hadn't removed it at all. Champion. Jarrell. Champion bloke. Love Gerald. Absolutely love him. But, um, yeah, uh, Jerry Marshall King, we've already really spoken about him in the team of the week, but, Oh, wow. So good. I want to talk about my boy, Lemuelu. Oh, mm. Holy moly. He was a centre at the Cowboys for a period Wayne there. Wayne Bennett. And then that Wayne Bennett magic comes. He's a damaging back rower now. It's, I mean, you've got Kenny Bromwich playing 10 because he's doing so well. You've got him in the front row and it's working. Uh, Lemuelu... What I love about his game is that it, it's such a Bennett thing to do to have this one good defensive side, edge back rower and, and centre, or mainly edge back rower, and then have a strike edge back row on the other side. He's so good at balancing his team. Like for many years he did at the Broncos where like Hodjo was his strike centre and then he might put just a really good, strong defensive centre on the other well, side. Exactly what he's done. Yeah. With Aitken. Yeah, Gun exactly. defender. And that's not a knock on Lemuelu as a defender, but mm. you're right in terms of balancing it out. All strategic. It's all strategic about balancing a footy side. And Lemuelu, hasn't he just gone from strength to strength? Like, 
I did not see him playing so well that Kenny Bomber should be playing in the mm. in the front row. It's going to be interesting to see when or when Jesse comes back. Will they be a front row pairing? How good would that be? There was there was the other way. Oh, I think they stay as they are. I think they will. Jesse comes in, so Jesse, the Bromwich brothers, front they, row pairing. They, they lined up in the front row together. I think two weeks ago. I'm that is sick. Of it. Yeah, it's unreal. Not enough noise was made about that because that's pretty <laughs> sick. Well, front row brothers, that's fucking mad. Uh, but you know, especially one that hasn't been a front rower his whole career. Yeah, in year twelve or thirteen or whatever it is. I think with uh, Lemuelu, the other thing to talk about is that you know he gets through a heap of work. He's fantastic. But the amount of tries he scored so far, like you got to remember as well. He's had three ball players on that edge. Mm. He started mm. off with SOS, then he got MILF. Now he's got Cody Nikarima. Like for him coming into first grade, learning how to be a back rower, mm. to have three different guys there, he has done so well. And you can hear Wayne loves him. Mate, he's con- and each week just growing in confidence. He's just going to get better. I just. If Wayne was to move on to another club, I guarantee he'd you sure. he'd take him. What I. What's so just greatness like we're witnessing greatness about the dolphins is when they said we are not going to break the bank or sign people or get desperate because we're trying to lay the foundations for the next 10 years and a lot of people go yeah yeah that's pr spin because you didn't get the big dogs no they meant it they meant it and i think that it it does seem to be coming more to light that maybe the conversations in the rooms with the superstars he was trying to recruit were a bit uncomfortable for some of those superstars. Maybe Wayne did challenge them and they thought, I'm, you know, I'm on Bitcoin at my own club. I'm just going to do my own thing at my own club. And I'm not talking about anyone specifically. I'm talking about all the players that sat down with Wayne. Wayne probably did challenge them and say, mate, you need to go to another level if you come here. Rah, rah. And they thought, you know what? I'm on a Bitcoin at my old club, at my current club. I don't want to move. It's a challenge. I'm comfortable where I'm at. Mm. I'm winning comps or I'm winning games or whatever it is. And so maybe the, the yarn around him saying he's going to challenge everyone and, you know, I think we're seeing it's probably true. I was just thinking before, like, you think about Wayne. I think Wayne's written two books already. Mm. And you think about, you know, what he's done all the way from the 80s in, at the Canberra Raiders and then the 90s at the Broncos and the Dragons and everything. Like, this next two or three years... There's a book being written right now by Andrew Webster. That doesn't shock me in the slightest. And I think if, if Webby's smart, mm. he'll push that back a few more years to see how this plays out. Yeah, It's crazy how he can write a book and coach a team, the Warriors. I don't know how he does it. Good <laughs> <laughs> at what he does, Webby. <laughs> Bloody hell, Andrew Webster. Um, I think he has, uh, you're right in regards to to see how it goes, but I think he's got a, a, like a deadline for it. Okay. But make sure to go get it because it's, it's got all this in it. You've got everything in it. Smart by Wayne. Just allow him to write another book. Yeah, he'll just write another book. Makes some more like, It'll be interesting to see with the Dolphins. Well, they obviously had a lot of conversation with a lot of stars 12 months ago. Mm. I'd love to know if there's any guys they have another conversation with where they go, okay, yeah. this is us now. Yeah. Not the basket case we thought you'd be. I'm going to offer you 200k less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Price is different today. Yeah. Um, but anyway, incredible. Incredible stuff from Dolphins. Love to see it. Now on to the Sharkies. Oh man, talk about a roller coaster. Mm. Last week I said, I don't know whether, was it Manly they tailed up? Did they tail up last week? Oh my God. Cowboys. And, and the first thing I said was, I don't know whether Cowboys were really poor or Sharkies really good. And look, I, my stance hasn't changed on that. I think the Sharkies, the Sharkies were outstanding. But geez Louise, they were poor on the weekend. Does it mean that they aren't a premiership threat? No, I don't think so. I still think they're a premiership threat. 
But I do think if they want to give themselves the best chance of winning this comp, we all know you have to finish in the top four. They got to get this kind of game out of their system. It can't be like this towards the end of the year. It really can't. It's something that Cam Smith has said, and I've heard you say it before off the back of Smithy, and he's been saying it for years, that your in-season form always reflects the finals. Mm. And something that when I first heard it years ago, I sort of thought, oh, fuck, I don't know about that. But it becomes more and more true every single year. And it's a big part of the reason why I was so strong on my stance on Parramatta last year, because I couldn't trust them. Mm. So I knew I couldn't trust them in the big games. Mm. Cronulla, I think they're a premiership smoky as well, but... I mean, they conceded 30 points and a half the other day. I know, he's wild. And we're not talking about a year or two ago where the rules were crazy and you could just get a bunch of points put on you. Find me a player in the Dolphins' back line that you would pick over the player opposing them for the Sharks. Yeah, yeah no. There isn't one. There except, isn't one. Except for maybe Hamiso over Kennedy, but I'd argue they're equal at the moment in regards to... Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been just saying. Yeah, no, no, maybe. yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But even that one, it's like, oh, I don't know. Like, mm. oh, I think going, they're relatively you know? even. Yeah, like yeah, there yeah. is not a single player that you would definitely go, yep, yeah, I have him over him. Mm. 30 points in a half. Wild. Wild. They're missing their halfback. It is. <laughs> missing their halfback, captain front rower, too. And I know that they're missing Toby Rudolph and Hamin Yoele. Um, but. They just got to, if they want to win a comp, they can't be having games like this because, as I said, you drop a game like this at the end of the year, you're going to look at the you're going to be sitting maybe sixth, and they're going to go, oh my god, we missed the four by two points. Well, that's you made uh, guru the the eels comparison last year with the fluctuating form. I don't think at this stage it's as fluctuating as para last year, and even this year where they're just up one week down the other. But you definitely get the same vibes, don't you? Para, did they win three or something or four on the trot to sneak into the the four last year? Mm. And they won that. They jumped ahead it of the... It took Storm's they, terrible yeah, form to get yeah, them into yeah, the four. the Storm's terrible form, and they went from fifth to fourth or sixth to fourth or something mm. that last round. Mm. Yeah. So so they can't put themselves in that position where they have to do that, if they generally want to win the comp. Yeah, well, it took the Storm form, but it also took the Broncos falling off a cliff as well yeah. that looked like yeah. they were locked in for a top four yeah, spot. Yeah, good point, good point. Um, so... Is it disaster? No. Is it panic stations? No, of course not. But if you want to be a premiership threat, <laughs> got to get this stuff out of your, out of your season. And you're right, it's not a disaster. But if I'm Fitzgibbon, I'm going, fuck, we spoke about this all off-season. Yeah. But in these big games, which, credit to the Dolphins, they're a big game now when you come up against them at Suncor. We can't concede 30 points. They did it in a half. And I will say, I feel like I'm putting the boot in. But unfortunately, the Sharks in big games all the way back to last mm. year have not delivered. You know, they had that game. They should have sewn that game up against the Cowboys in the finals last year. At home, they were ahead. And look, I understand down below they were running that crazy line. Yep, I get it. I get it. But it, I'm yet to see them deliver in these big games. And Magic Round is a big game. It's a huge crowd, 40,000 people. Um, so... Especially on that day, the conditions were perfect for Sharks. Oh, it was Sharky's yeah. footy all day. Sharky's footy all yep. day. Um, so, as I said, it's not panic stations. And I guess we always have to remember, too, like they, a couple of years ago, they weren't even in the eight. So maybe this is just growing pains. Maybe this is about setting standards, getting used to it. But positives were Cam McInnes bloody made 59 tackles and missed zero. <laughs> in today's game, that is, and he ran for nearly 100 metres. <clears throat> um, Teague Wilton, seven tackle breaks, 114 metres. 
Uh, I will say Hines, uh, love him to death, but was qu- really quiet. Mm. I just wonder, like, was he carrying an injury or a little niggle? Just didn't seem like his, him, his normal dominant self. Mm. Now, to be fair, their completion rate was absolutely abysmal, 66% or something. So very hard to build any kind of momentum. And he still did run for 127 metres. Um, but I just didn't think it was as dominant as we've seen. And he had five. Um, I just, I did, it didn't feel like a normal Heinz performance. Um, anyone else stand out for you guys? The other one I want to give a shout out to, and I know that it's the most common argument on Twitter and internet and whatever, that Sivitalico played one good game. But <laughs> oh, fuck, it's centre on the weekend. He ran for 240 metres. He might beast. not be doing what he did to Manly every single weekend, but the bloke averages almost 200 run metres at centre. He's, he's having a great... And some people say, you know, defensively, they let tries in that edge. Yeah, yeah, fair. But, I mean, fuck. When he's doing that much in attack, like, jeez. Can't be... He can't do everything. And you know what? Like, I... This is why I didn't... Like, I've loved Siffer forever. But I didn't think he'd last at centre because defensively, I thought he'd be a nightmare. Mm. Like, he's not perfect, but I, I'm not sure if he's any worse than a lot of other centres in the game. Yeah, I, no, no, I agree. And, like, tackle efficiency-wise, he's decent... I wouldn't say he's the problem on that left. I edge. think that if Siffer wasn't a back row that turned into a centre, people wouldn't people wouldn't focus on him so heavily. Yeah, in, in regards to his defence. If he wasn't like the biggest guy on the field, too. Yeah. The damage on the edge <clears throat> this season has been going a lot through Wilton and Moisa. Mm. Hasn't got to Talakai a lot of the time, so I don't think he's the issue there. But it's a classic where people want to blame Siffer. Yeah, yeah. And all, they all. It, you're right. Like it is this weird. They don't want to be. He's just in this weird spot where, because he had such a crazy run of form and that crazy game, it's almost they don't want to admit that he's still playing good footy. It's weird. It's yeah. just weird. He set himself such a high standard that unless he does that again, mm. he's just not that good. But we're talking about 24 runs, 242 metres, 97 post contact, four tackle breaks, a line break, two line break assists, two offloads. Um, two try assists. He, uh, his quietest game this year at centre was 126 run metres. There would be so many good centres in this competition that wouldn't average 126. Yeah. His last four weeks have been 212, 146, 201, 242. Yep, yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. Um, so hopefully they can bounce back. Oh, I mean, I, I know they'll bounce back. I know that the Sharkies will bounce back. Be interesting to see who they play next week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, yeah, it is manly. It is manly. Yep. Big. What a clash. Oh. Last game of the week. Two teams that absolutely need to turn up. Mm. You know, Tempo obviously Broncos yeah. touched up manly. And then Dolphins got towed <laughs> up by... Sorry, Sharkies got towed up by Dolphins. Like, oh, talk about a huge clash. It's going to be an awesome game to watch. Oh, mate, I cannot wait for it. Probably going Sharkies. Um, but, yeah. My I, know, I know that we're, we're on to the Sharks now. Just Dolphins too, just something. They've got a bye this weekend. So they're sitting fifth overall. They haven't had a bye yet either. 
just to add another layer to how impressive it is what they've done. It is. I just can't believe it. Um, so not panic station sharkies, but I do think if they want to take that next step into that top tier of club, got to get these games out of their system. Look, if they if they went up there and they lost 16-10 to the Dolphins, you know. Sweet. Sweet. But going up there and completing at 66% and just not even looking like themselves, that's the concern that I have in regards be, to. I'm very keen to see how Craig Fitzgibbon handles this year because like, in my mind, no matter what the Sharkies do during the regular season this year, there is still going to be in the back of their mind, we killed it last year. Mm. We didn't fire a shot come finals. We conceded 30 points two games in a row. Yeah. I, I just I wonder what he's going to do to be able to overcome that. Mm. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 